Coming up on Weed Talk News this week, a record-breaking year for sales of cannabis in 2020. Comic actor Seth Rogen wants his share, and it's for sale in California. Plus, research on humans, worms, and CBD, and how it could extend your life on Weed Talk News next. We are pro-cannabis media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of We Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Well, congratulations, America. You did it. What did we do, you ask? You consumed and bought more weed in 2020 than in any year in history. $17.5 billion in cannabis sales was reported and tracked in 2020. Obviously, a big boost came from the new legal states like Illinois. But being named an essential industry in many states during the pandemic, certainly helped make 2020 into a record-breaking year for the industry. Now, interestingly enough, the penetration into the recreational market, alcohol is at 60% and cannabis is now at 50%. Anybody want to bet that in 2021, new records are set? I think that will happen Certainly. Now, one person who is banking on that is Canadian actor, comedian Seth Rogen. He and his creative business partner, Evan Goldberg, are bringing their houseplant company and its flower to California. Now, this company all started in Canada as a subsidiary of Canopy Growth, but now they're bringing three flower strains and selling it direct to California consumers. Rogen even said, quote, Houseplant was born out of our love and passion for cannabis, design, and art. He also said that each strain was hand-picked, and by that he meant, he means it was hand-smoked by him. Now, Rogan is one of the most prolific pro-cannabis celebrities out there in the growing celebrity cannabis market. Interestingly to note, when they posted it on their website in California, it crashed the site. Incredible. Now let's go to New York for the Green Market Reports, Deborah Borchardt. Deborah? Alimentation Couchard, or ACT, the owners of Circle K, have increased its equity stake in the Canadian cannabis company Fire and Flower. ACT announced that it plans to convert all of its approximately $28.5 million in debt over to equity. After it's done, they'll hold almost 20% of the outstanding shares of Fire and Flower. Now, this week has been really active as cannabis companies have been on a major buying spree. The hemp CBD company Charlotte's Web is buying privately held Stanley Brothers, but it's not a typical acquisition. It's a five-year option to buy with the payment all in stock, valuing the deal at $8 million. Greenlane is buying the silicone smoking accessory company Ice for an undisclosed amount. Teratex buying Unrivaled for an undisclosed amount. And Columbia Care released preliminary results saying its revenue rose 228% in the fourth quarter to $76 million. The company also gave guidance for combined revenue in 2021 in the range of $500 million to $530 million. And that's the big news this week. I'm Deborah Borchardt from the Green Market Report for We Talk News.
One company that is making its way onto the multi-state operator scene or MSO scene is another one based here in Massachusetts. It's called MeriMed, not to be confused with MedMen of California. MeriMed just announced a funding round of $46 million to support their merger and acquisition efforts and pay back their long-term debt. Hadron Healthcare Fund is providing capital for that in exchange for stock and warrants for MeriMed. Congrats to their CEO, Bob Fireman. In the legal state watch, Virginia is the latest state to go legal for adult use of cannabis. However, it's the third state that did it straight through the legislature and not through the ballot box. Someone who is directly connected to Virginia is Vote Pro Podcast Phil Adams. He has more on this in our DC report. Phil? Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC report. Well, the Commonwealth of Virginia is now one signature away from legalizing commercial adult use cannabis. Lawmakers this week approved a compromise bill that will allow retail cannabis sales in Virginia to begin in 2024. There is one hitch, however. The legislation requires the General Assembly to reauthorize various provisions of the bill in 2022. Market structure, licensing, and other regulatory details of the bill are among those affected. Governor Ralph Northam is expected to sign the bill into law, making Virginia the 16th state in the nation and the first Southern state to legalize recreational use of cannabis for adults 21 and older. A report by the US Senate recognizes broad voter support for cannabis legalization and criticizes the Drug Enforcement Administration as an impediment to cannabis research. The Senate Caucus on International Narcotics Control released its report this week in which it acknowledges the increasing popularity of legalization. It also noted the shift away from illegal foreign sources, particularly Mexican cartels, resulting from the increase in state legal cannabis sales. The report also focused on the need for more cannabis research and on the role the DEA has played in thwarting further studies. In particular, the report cites the DEA's enforcement of the Controlled Substances Act, which it says, quote, hinders our understanding of the public health effects of the products available for sale in state regulated markets. The caucus is co-chaired by Senators Diane Feinstein of California and John Cornyn of Texas. In a related story, the DEA has published its annual National Drug Threat Assessment Report, in which it claims that the federal legalization of hemp is obstructing their efforts to enforce marijuana prohibition. The report says that hemp, made legal under the Farm Bill, which passed in 2018, is giving cover to large-scale illegal cannabis grows and trafficking operations. The report noted that illegal marijuana seizures declined by 30% between 2018 and 2019. Seizures along the U.S. southern border have been dropping steadily since 2013. Advocates of legal cannabis legislation are calling this a welcome development, citing it as an indication that state-controlled cannabis sales have reduced the demand for illicit cannabis production. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. One other state that started their adult use market through a legislative initiative is Vermont. And now we have a contributor from that state. It's Vermont's green nurse herself, Jessie Lynn Dolan. And this is her Vermont report on the progress and the launch in her neck of the Green Mountain Woods. Jessie Lynn? Thanks, Jimmy. 
I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is Weed Talk News, Vermont Report. Current Vermont Law Act 164 requires a town to vote to approve or opt in to allow cannabis retail shops to open. Close to 30 Vermont cities and towns held a vote on town meeting day this week with 25 approved cannabis shops to open in their town, with three did not. The two towns who planned to but did not vote yet have scheduled them for later in March and April. Last week in legislative session, Bill S-25, an act relating to miscellaneous cannabis regulation procedures, was discussed multiple times. This bill calls for a more equitable system with provisions to help those disproportionately impacted by cannabis prohibition. Vermont cannabis activists are pushing for a more defined accountability for the soon to be formed Vermont Cannabis Control Board. The Cannabis Control Board will be governing and regulatory shaping body for the impending Vermont adult use regulated market. While advocates had hoped that would already be in place, the governor just got the list of finalists last week. According to the law, Act 164, on April 1st, the Cannabis Control Board should provide the initial outline and rules for the program, including licensing costs. The board and overall process is months behind due to many unfortunate delays, which will likely result in a delay to the start of the Vermont adult use market next year. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. One of the biggest new markets to launch is New Jersey with its 9 million people. One person who has been literally in the trenches in the Garden State for years as a cannabis advocate is Blazing Bakery's Tara Masu Sargente. She has this week's New Jersey Report. Tara, take it away. I'm Tara Masu from Blazin Bakery, and this is the New Jersey Report from Weed Talk News. This week in New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy announced his final two picks for the Cannabis Regulatory Commission, known as the CRC. This will be the board that sets the rules, regulations, and controls licensing for New Jersey's cannabis businesses. These members will be joining the governor's first appointment, Diana Haynew, who will chair the commission. Ms. Haynu served as Associate Counsel and Senior Policy Advisor for Governor Murphy and as Policy Counsel for the ACLU of New Jersey. The governor's selections are William Wallace, who is the Director of the Professional Division at the United Food and Commercial Workers Union, Local 352. The UCFW has been heavily supportive of the New Jersey cannabis industry in previous years. Also appointed is Maria Del Cid, the Director of the Office of Policy and Legislative Services at the New Jersey Department of Health. Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin simultaneously announced his commission selection, Sam Delgado, an ex-Marine who before his retirement in 2019 was the Vice President of External Affairs for Verizon New Jersey. Worth noting is that Mr. Delgado is married to a New Jersey Assemblywoman, Yvonne Lopez. The final member is social worker Kristen Nash, who was announced back in November as the selection by Senate President Steve Sweeney. Ms. Nash is the director of the Promise Program at Volunteers of America, Delaware Valley. Finally, the CRC will be headed by Executive Director Jeff Brown, who has been running New Jersey's medical marijuana program previously as the Assistant Commissioner of the Department of Health. The final appointments were made on February 25th, and now the CRC will have 45 days to finalize regulations, which places the deadline at March 10th. 
I'll keep you posted on the commission's progress as they are the key to expanding New Jersey's cannabis industry. That will do it for this week's New Jersey Report. I'm Tara Masu from Weed Talk News. In news from other states, the House of Representatives in North Dakota has now approved an adult use law that goes onto their state Senate floor. That law is targeting sales to begin in July of 2022, but there is no homegrown provision. Another state who is also eyeing a new legal market is Hawaii, and there are opportunities for home grow in that state, but there is still some more procedures and approvals in committees before it reaches that Senate's floor. Now, let's go north of the border to Solomon, Israel, at NJ Biz Daily's International Bureau with our Canadian Cannabis Report. Solomon? I'm Solomon Israel from Marijuana Business Daily International, and this is the Weed Talk News Canadian Cannabis Report. Cannabis companies in Canada have been hit with 1.3 million Canadian dollars in tax-related fines since recreational marijuana was legalized in 2018. Marijuana Business Daily learned about the penalties from the Canada Revenue Agency. That's the Canadian equivalent of the IRS. Common reasons for the fines included producing cannabis without an excise license or keeping inadequate records. The biggest single fine was about 500,000 Canadian dollars. The Canadian government is extending a COVID-19 related wage subsidy program until June 5th. That's good news for some of Canada's biggest cannabis companies who have used the program to help subsidize worker wages over the past year. And a publicly traded Canadian cannabis producer has posted positive net income for 2020. GTEC Holdings, based in British Columbia, reported net income from operations of 282,000 Canadian dollars for the year reversing a net loss of more than $8 million in 2019. Many large publicly traded Canadian marijuana growers have consistently posted net losses in recent years. You can read all those stories and more at mjbizdaily.com. I'm Solomon Israel for Marijuana Business Daily. Here's this week's factoid courtesy of MJ Biz Daily's Factbook. Did you know that for every single dollar that is spent in the legal cannabis market, $2.50 gets injected into the economy. That fact and more available in the MJ Biz Daily Factbook available on their website, mjbizdaily.com. Two final stories for you. Anybody know where Malta is? Well, for those of you who are geographically challenged, if you don't have a GPS, it's a tiny independent European nation on an island off the coast of Sicily, which is just next to Italy. Sure enough, there's a Canadian-British firm who has set up grow operations on Malta. They are uniquely positioned to be an exporter to Europe once their government figures out the best way to take advantage of this crop. Now, finally, there is some new research out there on CBD and its positive effects on the human lifespan. But before I continue, I've got to ask you, did you know that humans and worms have similar genes? (laughs) I mean, if you didn't know that, I really marvel at your knowledge, okay? The reason why I mention this is you have to buy into that fact in order to understand that this study out of Canada that was run by the Canopy Group Corporations, it concludes that CBD increased the lifespan of worms by 20%. Amazingly, this report also said that CBD increases late stage life activities of worms by 200%. Exactly what does that mean, you ask? I mean, what exactly do worms do late in life? 
Anyway, and how does that relate to humans? <laughs> what can I tell you? Anyone who knows these things knows that it is certainly a fascinating time to be researching cannabis. That's We Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young for Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of worms. I mean, weed out there. Use it responsibly. Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and will walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Pro Cannabis Media programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Canna Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Canna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash pro cannabis media so like share and subscribe to all of our content newsletters and shows live or on demand we are pro cannabis media